This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Hello and welcome to Savor, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have a, a short episode for you about spooky stuff. A sort of unstructured chat about horror. If y'all have ever been listening to Savor and thinking, oh man, I wish that they would shut up about food and just keep talking about nerdy things that interest them, then well, here you are. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. And also thanks to everyone who's written in because we are kind of dithering on what we're going to call this. Whether it's like short stuff or side dish or a bunch of things. Amuse bouche, somebody suggested. Um, <laughs> so thank you for all those suggestions. We are taking them into account. This one is kind of uh, appropriate for the season, kind of just haphazardly thrown together due to various reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, yes, Lauren and I could talk about horror uh, forever. 
So yeah, uh, fr- frequently when we get on our little our little Skype chat um, mm-hmm. before we record an episode, we'll just be chatting and frequently about horror movies, and then all of a sudden it's. 30, 40 minutes later, and I'm like, mm-hmm. do you want to record the episode? <laughs> <laughs> we are here today to hypothetically record. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to try to keep this uh, shorter than that. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, it was also funny because we were trying to come up with ideas about what it could be, and Lauren was in a very important all-day meeting for multiple days and I was like here are 50 things that I'm thinking about (laughs) and just Um, like kept pinging me and (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite the one that I actually laughed out loud and then had to explain to the room about was when you said uh there have also been a rash of pumpkin boat news items yes I it's not that I disbelieve you it's just that the statement, there's also been a rash of pumpkin boat news items, is very funny, <laughs> objectively. And yeah. especially in the midst of, like, serious business proceedings. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, meanwhile, yeah. in my other life. <laughs> pumpkin boats. <laughs> there has been at least four news stories that I have seen. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have to file those away uh, for mm-hmm. another day. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I did want to say uh, before we get into this, uh, the new season of Thirteen Days of Halloween is happening now. Oh yeah, will yeah. have happened. Uh huh. It is culminating uh, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are listening on Halloween, mm-hmm. And so, Annie, your episode came—the episode that you wrote came out yesterday as we record this. Today. today. Oh, oh, just today. Oh, I haven't listened that to it yet. I'm so scared. Oh, me neither. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that it's great. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm going to listen to it later. But yeah, and you, you have provided very creepy voicing. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very I, um, excellent. If y'all have been listening, yes, that was me as the telephone operator, the uh, the creepy, creepy <laughs> telephone mm-hmm. operator. Uh, mm-hmm. It was excellent. Thank you. I also have one of the screams as people are dying in a fire. <laughs> Oh, also, I'm sure excellent. I'm not sure I picked it out or that it has happened, but I'm sure it was or will be great. (laughs) Uh, The the producer, Alex Williams, actually sent me like a very long rambling voicemail about how much he loved that scream. (laughs) That's so much like him. And I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, uh, 13 Days of Halloween, if you guys have not heard of it, is a uh, horror anthology podcast that our team does every year. And uh, this year is Devil's Night. And it's the 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 the, the star this year is Clancy Brown. Uh, <laughs> holy heck, who's like one of my vocal idols and also does such an amazing creepy job and stuff like Carnival. Um, he was one of the really mean prison guards and Shawshank Redemption. Uh, also, Annie, you have one that I you're, you're going to have to tell him, not me. It was Mr. Krabs. That was the <laughs> one I was like, oh my gosh. He's the voice of Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob SquarePants, <laughs> who is my favorite character from SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, okay. Oh, but he is slightly evil. Um, okay, yeah. Mm, motivated by money and capitalism. Oh, but, uh, the worst villains. Such a good character, though. He's so funny. Oh, yeah, it made me very, very happy. I actually texted a bunch of friends. I was like, Mr. Krabs is going to read something I wrote. 
It's that's, exciting. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> my, my, my main reference is like, the Kurgan, the Kurgan is going to read something that I it said. <laughs> Here's something I said. I, I don't have a piece in this year's. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, this is, this is the third season. The previous two are super fun. Um, uh, you had a food-related one in the first season that uh, that is still on some people's minds. I've heard feedback recently that that's one of the ones that like has stuck with people. Yeah, and you know, that's a good segue into this. I will say you have not heard the one I did this year, but there was a running joke that I've been typecast as a cannibal, <laughs> um, which is such a thing to say that is very not suspect at all. Um, Certainly but not. one of the ideas I put in the the base camp about ideas around horror, things that have stuck with me around horror, is this idea that you're consuming something that you don't know what it is. Right. And a lot of times what's involved in that is some kind of bodily fluid or even meat. Because meat pies was one of our first, like, we could talk about. Different <laughs> meat pie. Hor- yeah, like a countdown of horrific yeah. meat pies. Um, sure, because, uh, right, like like things like uh, Titus Andronicus and Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd are both, like, very formative pieces of media from my probably inappropriately early childhood. <laughs> um. <laughs> Me too. I saw Titus Andronicus when I was, like, under 10, I think. Goodness. Like, oh. The Julie Taymor version? Oh, I don't know. The, the, the like, kind the, of, like, modern. The, the film with Anthony Hopkins? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the Julie Taymor version. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm still, I mean, it's, it's, it's meant to be upsetting and schlocky, but for sure that imagery, hoofda, I love it. <laughs> it's very upsetting. <laughs> it is. And then one of the things that kept coming up to me, um, our, our movies, we talked about this in our Pan's Labyrinth episode. Sometimes movies aren't categorized as horror, but they have horror elements or, for whatever reason, really struck you as a horror movie. Sure. <laughs> so one of the ones that comes up for me all the time when I think of food and food scenes that horrified me were this was the scene in Matilda oh. where the kid is forced to eat the chocolate cake. Oh, right, with a, a trench bowl. Yeah, and what a... Oh, what a what a terrifying character that still is. I feel like there's a little trench bowl at the back of my head all the time, like just being intimidating and terrible. Yeah, and it was, you know, very heavily implied, if not said outright, this blood, sweat, and tears were in this cake. Oh. Um, and, and this kid is, you know, eating his way through it. And that that's something that has just stuck with me. <laughs> And I yeah. think it's part of what inspired my 13 days, my original 13 days, which I call Red Velvet, but is called like Forking Pass of the Garden in the original. Uh, <laughs> sure, series. sure. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there, there's there's any number. Right. I mean, you know, like the Soylent Green is people trope can can be explored in in any number of ways, but um, but but also just just right, like your food being wrong, or um, or your food transforming, or uh, being monstrous in some other direct and often practical effect related way, <laughs> is mm-hmm. just one of my very favorite things. It completely grosses me out. Just, just <laughs> not a, not a lot gives me a bodily reaction. But um, but I was thinking about like um like the scene in it. Where they're at the Chinese restaurant, yeah, and oh, oh, 
Yeah. And it goes on and on is the thing about that scene is you're like, surely. <laughs> surely it's gonna stop. It's some nope, nope, we're still we're still here. This is okay. All right. And I see why this I, I mean, either the miniseries or the new movie series, both. I'm like, I see why things. this is so long because the scene is 29 hours. And it it's like it's kind of related to, I think, the heart of what a lot of the examples I was giving you is, is that's supposed to be a scene where they're coming together, they're trying to heal their relationship, come up with a plan about what to do, mm-hmm. and it's flipped on them where everything that you might be connecting over, all those warm things we say yeah, about food every, all the time. Sure, and and something something like one of those um, uh, Chinese-American diners where it's it's really comfort food for a lot of us mm-hmm. and a lot of it is very fried and very starchy and um and yeah turning that completely on its head the nostalgia of that on its mm-hmm. head and having it be something so surreal and disgusting um mm-hmm. it's very sharp and uh fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, that reminds me of another one I love, which is the scene, the famous scene in Alien, where you've got this character has woken up. You thought he was going to die. Seems like it's going to be okay. And they have what they don't know is essentially their kind of last meal, like their final, yeah. very reminiscent of the Bible in a lot of ways. And the food looks, you know, it doesn't look super appetizing, but it looks, you know, pretty good. And they're enjoying it and they're having fun. And they're like, oh, this is our last thing we're going to enjoy together before we all hibernate. Because this is set in space. So they're going to, you know, go Space hibernate, as you do. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And then it just becomes a really gruesome scene that just shocked and stuck with so many people um, of, like, you know, there's, you can hear my Movie Crush episode about... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All the other issues going on. But also, like, you eat something and then what, this thing pops out of your stomach. Like, it's so disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've ever had a really bad case of in- indigestion, it's sort of mm-hmm. what you what you fear is going to happen. But, right, watching it play out literally on their dinner table is, yeah. Oof. Yeah. I, it, it's, um, and, and that, that reminded me of... One of the other categories that you suggested, which is the horror of dinner parties or or the anxiety of dinner parties and how often we see that played out as a trope in in, in horror films. And it's everywhere. (laughs) It is. And it's really funny because, again, not to keep bringing it back to my work, but my (laughs) 13 days story, like Hmm. some people were more disturbed by the... Because it was about icebreakers and meeting new people. Uh-huh. Some people were more disturbed by that. And I have just noticed lately a glut of these movies that are about like going to a dinner party and it goes wrong. Or there's another motive behind this dinner party. Sure. You can't trust people at this dinner party. And I, I think that's something that's always been there. That's a really fun trope when you do like a whodunit. Of course. Um, but I've just I have I do feel like there's a lot more lately, and I wonder if this has to do with our kind of growing isolation mm-hmm. um, due to COVID. A lot of this did happen before COVID, but like kind of our growing 
suspicion of <laughs> what is this event actually for? Like, why yeah. am I going? Huh. Because, you know, usually at these events, you are, even if you like the people there, you're putting up some kind of pretense. Or there's some performance that's yeah. going on that can put you really, really on edge. Yeah, and there are, right, there are so many movies that that play with that. Um, I really liked Your Next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's a good twist on the final girl for sure. Yes, that movie made me, I, I had very low expectations for some reason going into it, but I found it a very uh, pleasurable uh, kind of slashery flick, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But also, right, like going way back, like uh, to the dinner scene in Beetlejuice uh, mm-hmm. with the shrimp cocktail coming to life and... <laughs> yep. <laughs> and yes. forced dancing. I feel like any dancing that I'm doing at a party is more or less forced, so I... <laughs> You're right. I need to re-examine that scene as like a dinner party <laughs> gone wrong instead of just like, oh, this is funny. Huh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, going off of that, one of the other ones I listed, which is, I feel like we're kind of dovetailing these two themes, but the tea in Midsommar, um, not knowing what's in your food again, but also this kind of dinner party expectations. You're not sure what is the protocol, what you should do. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's definitely mushrooms. Like, what's in the tea is... <laughs> yes. Mush- mushrooms. Well, that's... and other things <laughs> later. Oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, that idea that it's not always... it's it, Yeah, it's not always straightforward. But then I, I was also thinking about other anxieties about the table situations like um in a couple of my my favorite modern horror films um hereditary and the witch mm-hmm. both of those films feature incredibly tense scenes at the dinner table because there's supposed to be this place of familial right familial warmth and mm-hmm. coming together and it gives such a good platform to have i mean nothing um really directly uh, supernatural happens in either of those movies directly at the dinner table, but it's still two of the most upsetting scenes in those two extremely upsetting films. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's also something as I've grown older, um, have noticed about things like holidays or or whatever, where there, you know, I do have, I enjoy a good hanging out and celebration, but there are all these, like, tensions around them. Yeah. And a lot of stuff does come out over the dinner table. Um, And I think that's one of those things where we've been talking about it more as our political divide has become worse and worse. But, like, you know that dinner table is a risky place because you're all trying to gather and be cool. (laughs) But who's going to say what? Like, what's going to set someone off? Like, what if, mm -hmm. you know, and then, like, what kind of personal histories uh, are going to come into it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. So we, a lot of these we want to come back and do full episodes on. Oh, yeah. I think that, like, the whole history of, like, the dinner table and then just the dinner table's use and... Those kinds of scenes would be great. Um, Also, I did say uh, there has been a rise of mushroom horror (laughs) 
that I have, I think is The Last of Us started it, but it's everywhere now. Okay. <laughs> I have a whole list I could send you. Okay. And I, then also... You're, you're wider uh, uh, watched than, than, than I am, oh, so... wow. <laughs> I got a whole list. I believe um, you. And then also... Uh, Kind of going along a lot of this, there's this short story I read. I wonder if you have any short story like this, Lauren. I read it in ninth grade. It was called Lose Now, Pay Later. And just very shortly, like, it was a basically, it was very 90s. Oh, Okay. It was about, like, a Froyo place that was not what it seems. The Froyo was the best thing you've ever had in your life. Um, and then it was coupled with this, everybody was eating so much froyo they were gaining all this weight. So next door, this like booth opened up where you could lose weight. And everybody was so excited about it, they didn't question it. And then it was aliens. Oh, and no. it was aliens. Um, uh. <laughs> which is also related to an 80s movie called The Stuff. But there is a whole, I, this impacted me so much, Lauren. There's a whole Stuff Mom Never Told You episode about it, if you want to check it out. That's great. Um, but that kind of whole idea, too, of just... There's not knowing what's in your food, and then there's purposefully not looking into what's in your food. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> these are the things. The horror <laughs> movies give us all these thoughts. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and now I'm thinking about, like, the Buffy episode, Double Meat Palace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, which we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the um, and the supernatural episode um with the turducken burger. Oh, yeah. See, it tastes so good. You don't want to look into it, but yeah. maybe you should look into maybe it. Maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a delight for us. Yes, yes. <laughs> and hopefully a fun preview of some stuff that uh, may be to come. Uh, so if if y'all have any emotions uh, about any of these <laughs> ideas, if you're like, yes, let us continue spooky season. Spooky season is all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and need to, to know more about any of these immediately, uh, write in. Yes, and also if you did any fun Halloween meals. Oh, yeah. Parties, um, drinks. Oh, yeah. Whole thing. Yes. Costumes. Please let us know. If yes. your pets were in costumes. If your pets were in costumes. Yes. As food. Especially as food, but. At all. But, but yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, we just want more pictures of your pets. <laughs> Not in a creepy way. <laughs> promise. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. You can email us at hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks as always to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.